Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Podcast time. Francis Mercier, um, owner of Deep Rooted Records, is making some unreal Afro house at this moment in time. Um, Afro house is... it's not really kind of been my realm and I've not really been, I've not really done much research into it. Um, I love it when I hear it, um, but I don't really know much about it. Um, and Francis hit me up and we got him on the podcast and I, I love his music. It's, it's beautiful and melodic and kind of just amazing organic music. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd get him on and have a have a good chat about his career and what he's got planned for the future. Um, so without further ado, Francis Messier. Francis, what's cooking, man? Not much, bro. We are here in New York. Apart from my lateness on this podcast, I apologize. No, it's all good. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Um, whereabouts in New York are you? Um, I'm currently in Manhattan. I, I just uh, relocated. I used to be in Queens, but I, I just got a new place in Manhattan. So that's where I'm operating from. Amazing, yeah. man. Moved to the city. I love I love New York so much. It's like... Yeah, I've been I've been moving around for quite some time, you know. Yeah. Originally from the Caribbean, then to Providence, yeah. then to New York. It's been like... I was going to say, like, where's, where's the accent from? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, from, it's from Haiti, right? So my native tongue is French. So yeah. I'm assuming that some it's French and Creole. So there's definitely some uh, mm. Caribbean flavor in there. Definitely, man. You can hear that. You can definitely hear that. Where um, I, one of my really good friends is from Haiti, um, okay. and he's he's like a quite a popular chef for um, promoting like Haitian food. Oh, nice. Uh, where, yeah. where is where is his restaurant? He's actually from New York. Um, okay. he's actually grew up in New York in Queens. Um, but then he's about to open a restaurant in Portland. Um, oh, no, oh, Portland. That's interesting. Yeah. He's, he's like, he was, he was okay. on like top chef. He was, he was kind of, he's quite like a, a Haitian restaurant in, in Oregon. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's original. I like it. I mean, yeah. yeah Haitians are pretty much everywhere, you know, so. all over the place. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few in, in Portland. <laughs> it's I think it's like he's he's trying to like promote the cuisine because you don't really get much of that kind of in America generally. Um Yeah. It's like it's a small community. Yeah, you you only you only get in like mega cities like yeah. you know New York, Miami. Yeah. Other cities don't really have, you know, Asian food per se. Yeah, yeah, totally. So good thing that you know there's activists doing yeah. doing their best. For sure, yeah. for sure. How um how long have you been in America for? Um, I think it's fifteen years. Oh damn, long yeah, time. Just about, yeah. You enjoy Sometime, it? Yeah, indeed. What did you say? You enjoy it? Uh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the US is a, is the land of opportunity. Mm. Um I was able to do my studies here and I was able to start my business and launch myself in the music industry. So it's it's only been a successful uh, journey and and with a lot of happiness. Totally, man. Did you so? Did you come over to kind of pr- pr- like make your career, or did you come over here no, study? No, I, and... I came here. I came, I came here for for you know studies. I went to to university at Brown in Providence. Yeah. Just where's like, Providence? It's in the south of Boston. Ah, right? okay, okay. Yeah. So I came here to just get like a bachelor's try to go like a standard route yeah but you know while i was in 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 university i I really started listening to i I started attending a few concerts i was listening prior to while i was in high school Mm. and the the live experience really changed my life and it really captured my attention so i started i got into djing and from there i think you know the 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 rest yeah definitely so it it wasn't before you kind of came to america it was when you got here yeah i mean i i I really loved music always when i was younger but um 
when I came to the U.S. and I was able to be exposed to like live concerts yeah. and like major stadiums or I remember I, I went to the first few made events show series in Brooklyn and it was like Armin Van Buren playing with Tiesto and yeah. there's like these girls on stage. I think it was just and she was singing and, you know, the emotions was really high. And I was like, man, this is, these guys are like doing something, man. I got to find out what that's, what that's about, right? It's amazing how, how all of our intros to the industry are like always generally pretty similar. And, yeah. and it's, it's just like you, you see somebody or you capture a moment and it kind of gives you this feeling of like, I need to get involved with this. And then you end up just making it your life goal to just be part of that and kind of be that person on the stage kind of playing playing that music or making yeah. that music i mean i i really loved um the in search of sunrise tiesto uh, compilations you know back in it was like 2004 2004 yeah 2003 2005 right mm-hmm. this was like i would say it's like a deep house yeah. current deep house right it was yeah. like more it wasn't really trancy it was like lower bpm trance i would say yeah and you know the emotions really drew my attention and mm. being able to see it live in person was like a game changer i was like okay i really want to get into this i want to know what what is happening about yeah. this music how these what are these guys exactly doing and you know step by step i i got some equipment then i was like okay i actually can do this why, why can i play in, in college and i started playing like college parties and then I, you know, wanted to play in New York. Yeah. yeah. The city, you know, is, is a city of opportunity. It you is. Know, city is uh, whatever you want to do if, if you put your mind at it. Totally. You will so there was opportunity upon trying in New York. Opportunities came and mm. it's, it drew my attention and it consumed me. And that's what I, I kept doing. Even after graduating, it was yeah. like, Without, I never thought about doing something else. Right? That's amazing. What What did you study? Just mathematics. Mathematics. Just, Jesus. Yeah, nothing. I was supposed to be like a finance guy, but uh, <laughs> I chose the music, man. Chose the poor route. I get it. Yeah, I'm a naughty boy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's um, looking at Tiesto's career, it's kind of wild what he's done, right? It's, yeah, it's, if you uh, think about it from like. The first time I saw him was was in Privilege in Ibiza. He did these this like residency. I think it was like every Tuesday night in Ibiza, and it was just like mental. And it was kind of like the first like mega club. Like I think it was like twelve thousand people in one club, and you just like Jesus. And to think how long he's been doing it, and yeah. how many different types of careers he's had in his one career is pretty special. It's impressive. I mean, you know, from playing the Olympics mm. in Athens to, you know, playing stadiums, yeah. to crossing different genres, you know, to re- be relevant across generations for like, I don't know, man, 30 years. Yeah. This is like, that's something, you it's know. special. Yeah, it's pretty it's, special. He gets so much hate from so many people, which yeah, but I for no reason. Man. I mean, I, the guy's like a master, right? So yeah. you can do everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is that is that something that you aspire to be like, where you can just be that big, or is it, or is that not what? Well, you yeah, I, I'd love, I'd love to reach that that pinnacle, you know, that yeah. that that point in my career. But definitely, I can see some similarities in 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 uh, basically the evolution of my style of music, right? Mm. Because what I was making eight years ago. Yeah. four years ago currently is everything has changed shifted right yeah. so i like to believe that you know to to be a successful artist you you have to rotate you cannot stay mm-hmm. in, in just one genre and just be like okay i'm staying in this kind of music for the yeah. rest of, of time because it, it takes away the fun right yeah totally and i think that's what people kind of forget is that it's it's very easy to just like stick to one thing but then one that one thing is not fashionable or or it becomes becomes obsolete or you've done it all like you've released every kind of record you can think of Mm. on all the labels it's okay game over you got to go to the next stage right yeah unless you're unless you're willing to kind of create your own 
kind of lane and your own label and your own sound. Yeah, no, um, no, no, absolutely. I mean, even then, it's still evolution. Even if you want to create your own sound, you know, just the point of of this whole career or this whole passion is about it's about bridging cultures. Yeah, being able to bring people together. And if you're staying in one lane, one sound, one style, just forever, you just like you don't really have a have a broad reach. It's kind of like limited. Yeah, and I we didn't get into DJing to like play just for ourselves and for our own group. We wanted to like be a DJ, right? Yeah, exactly. Mix the music. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think it's also it's like you have to evolve. You have to kind of grow with what you are as an artist and who you are as an artist and i think people that kind of stick to one thing forever i don't necessarily this is kind of controversial but i don't necessarily think that actual true artists because i just don't believe any one artist likes to do the same thing over and over again yeah i think think there comes a point when you're just like okay enough's enough let's move on and yeah then there's that argument when it comes to become like is this business orientated or is this an artist and is it somebody that's just trying to make money or is this someone that's trying to just but it generally happens it generally comes through the cracks and the the real artists eventually come through um yeah absolutely i mean for me the greats and the people that do it the best you know they they just stay true to the art mm. in whatever form it presents itself and you know they they adapt they change you know you, you got to go with the time yeah totally no i totally agree with you when did you um when did you start making music from the leap from mathematics to djing and then is it was um, it like a, a, a it took some time it, it took some time because you know back in 2006 2007 like you know making music was like uh pretty challenging yeah like the sense that you know laptops ableton logic wasn't something you could find in every corner in the streets right it was like something mysterious i would say so i was exposed to logic but i didn't really get what was going on it was like a bit much and i like to take my time with things so it took me like you know three four years out of college just to like really and create like suitable income for myself and and save up suitable revenue to be able to buy all the gear to yeah. be able to buy you know all my all my programs and my vsts mm. and to then take it seriously then i went to uh i went to a few seminars at uh, this institution called dubspot yeah yeah so i went to a few workshops there Amazing. and you know i took, I took some some uh, online courses. you know yeah these courses these these tutorials and i i got into it man mm. but when i got into it you know, it was a good thing that I had taken some time to really build my stability because uh, I basically stopped everything. I stopped DJing completely. Yeah. I stopped performing. I just became like, uh, just stayed in my in my place in my studio, just working music twenty four seven, not do anything. And and that 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 was really what was needed to be able to elevate my sound and, and my production capacity. How long was that process? Um, I would say it took me like probably a year and a half to two years yeah. to really become a proficient producer yeah. because it's one thing to make loops and to create sounds and you know it's another thing to make records yeah, right yeah 100% I, it's really interesting because nearly everybody I speak to when I ask that question of like how long did it take to for that process to kind of be completed until you're like feel like you're a, a solid producer and it's always like a year to two years and everybody that i know that has like become had any success in writing records they've spent a period of their life just completely locked away and that is the sole thing of what they're doing yeah that's that's the only way to really get a you know a good understanding and Mm. be able to experiment but even then i think that's also rushed because you know you can't get out of like a two-year lockdown per se and learn how to make records and and say okay you're going to start a career i think you know you have to take your time to really educate yourself understand the kind of music you're making the different kind you could make really do something original and that's relevant and that's going to stay where you can be relevant for some time right yeah so like that's why i think you know i started off doing more like uh back then it was a lot of edm yeah 
and I didn't really like that. You know, I liked classic house music. Yeah. That was really was my thing. So I found like a hybrid, you know, this was the future house era. Mm-hmm. So I started making like a bit of future house, but yeah. then that kind of like got old really fast. So I said, <laughs> classic house. Yeah. So I, I changed when I made it classic house. I did tech house and, you know, now I'm doing like Afro house. So it's been like a journey. Yeah, I would say every two, three years, you know, just a little bit of re- recycling. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've, I've known your stuff for a, a, about a couple of years since, since you kind of been doing the Afro kind of sound. Um, that's very different from EDM. Yeah, very, very different. different. So like, it's very different from what I started. Yeah, yeah, which which is totally understandable. Like we all go through that. But how how was the transition trying? Because your records are a very melodicy, musicy. Um, they're beautiful records. Thank you, bro. So how do you go from EDM to that? I mean, I, I never made EDM. I made Future House, yeah, right? Okay. How to go in the future house was melodic. Okay. Like it's it's just a little bit more aggressive, right? Yeah. But it was they had the breakdowns. I always had the, the the but then I started making tech house, which was a little bit more monotone, mm-hmm. kind of yeah, note kind of basis. And but I yeah, I always wanted you know melodic. I just really couldn't find like a way to express myself yeah to the fullest until I started making Afro House mm-hmm. because think you know afro house embraces um melodies really well versus yeah other kinds of music where you know it's like too much focus on the synthesis too much focus on you know like the the bass or whatever yeah. and in afro house you know you can really it's about the music man you can incorporate you know amazing vocals different yeah. guitar riffs different sounds so it's 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 i like it a lot man I yeah, think gives, I I think I find the the thing with Afro House is that the tempos are, are slightly slower, which yeah. gives on like a technical front for any producer out there. When you when you have slower BPMs, you can actually fit more into your records, and you yeah, can exactly. kind of it gives you more space. Whereas like if you're doing like a fast one twenty eight to one forty. BPM. Yeah. There's, there's like not much space in there to kind of fit anything around so you kind of are limited to what you can put into your records whereas when it's a little bit slower you can kind of add more melody and kind of yeah has more space right. but it also makes it feel a lot more organic when that's when that's the case yeah that's 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 my take do you did you learn how to play the piano or any any instruments or anything no no, no i didn't know any instruments um i'm still you know dabbling yeah. Um, I, I do have some basic music theory understanding. I could play a couple, you know, notes there and there, but yeah. I'm not a proficient piano player. Not yet, at least. I'm 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 still practicing, practicing you know, every day. I mean, even as a producer, I can I can also say that I'm still learning every day, you know. It's 100%. it's never you never reach a point where you're like, okay, I know everything. I just stop. No, you always try to play different instruments, you always try to, you know, do different production techniques. And as you're discovering different styles and adapting yourself, you know, you gain experience and you have to listen and practice and like, you know, totally. try to get better. Totally. Yeah. What did your parents say when you were like, mom and dad, fucking maths off? Um, they, they were they were very supportive. Oh, I cool. mean, yeah. But yeah, they also know that I'm like a hard worker. Yeah. So I won't stop until I succeed whenever I put my mind on something. Mm. So they were like, yeah, you can go ahead, be crazy on your own. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We all need support of parents. Yeah. Um, record label-wise, you run your own record label, correct? Yeah, correct. It's What's called it? Deep Root Records. Deep Root Records. But it has like multiple sub-labels. It has Deep Root Tribe, Deep Root Underground, and Win Records. Yeah. And what was the reasoning why you started a record label? Um. Well, it, the original concept was just to support other artists, mm. you know, because I'm 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 the kind of I'm a team player, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I started producing, I had some mates that were doing it as well. So I was like, yo, why don't we start like a little collective? Yeah. Like kind of do showcases to do different events. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, at the time there was a big EDM error. Yeah. There was really no space for like regular house music in New York. It was just like either you're playing hip hop, yeah. rap, or <laughs> 
big room. EDM. And the clubs were like very, this was like a religion, man. People were just, this is what they wanted. I remember. Every club. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just do my own little imprint, my own little collective. Mm. Be able to be independent and to kind of like have that kind of medium to be able to play the sound and the music I like mm. together with my mates. So that's how the imprint started. And slowly it became a record label. It became like an artist management company. And yeah, the second licensing department we, we do have. And obviously the event planning continued. Yeah, We've put a lot of big shows over the years. And the, the original concept was just to have the capacity to have our own space mm. and to be able to support other artists and, and give them like a medium to be able to express themselves. Totally, right? totally man. Yeah. And looking back... It's taken a lot of sacrifices, a lot of effort, you know, to keep the record label operational and to make it relevant yeah. in the space. Um, but I, I, I don't, you know, I'm happy about all of it because it's it's really, um, it's a pleasure to be able to say that, I, you know, we, we, we work with like 350 artists wow. on different styles of music. Yeah. We're able to support artists, you know, whether they're from Africa, from mm. South America, you know, places in Europe that I've never been. Right, we, we, we represent artists like, like in a, well, every every corner of the world. Man. Yeah, I love that. From Zimbabwe to to Colombia to uh, Denmark, like yeah, so it's it's nice, man. That's amazing. Does it? Where, how does it work for you when you're because man, managing the label? It seems like you do a lot. You do events. You do, you have a record label. You produce yourself. You also have artist management company. Like where in all of this do you get time to write music and be an artist yourself? When you're also like on top of that managing so many um, other things during COVID, man. This is where <laughs> during lockdown. That's where you find time to create music, yeah. right? Yeah. No, you you have to find a balance, right? Yeah. I, during the pandemic, I, I, you know, as it was a difficult time, definitely mm-hmm. for artists, but for me, it was a capacity to really reflect, to, to be able to recycle and understand the kind of music I wanted to make, yeah. to reinvent myself and to write a crap ton of records. So I'm sitting in like 50 records yeah. now. I just have to like polish them and slowly get put them, them out. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, and yeah, you just have to find a time and balance really if you don't, you know, it's it's kind of like um, if, if you don't put out records, you become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So you, if you want to be relevant, you better put out records. Totally. This is basically like back in school. But it's also a way for me to express myself, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, I happen to, to work with some amazing artists, as I mentioned. So, you know, things are always coming my way, mm. right? I have like... Uh, amazing uh vocalists that i work with that i'm friends with they always want to send me vocal ideas yeah so it's very easy for me to say okay let, let's let's do something let's do something music. like that right yeah and totally. you know being a dj myself having like such a large repertoire over the years and like knowing so much different kind of music being able to travel to perform in different countries mm-hmm. I, I get i'm very inspired i can I, say especially these days yeah i it's it's tough to balance things out because I think we do so much rather than just produce music and DJ. Right. Yeah. And I, I think mean, like now, can't... nowadays you have to be everything. Yeah. Um, this is why you're holding a podcast, right? Exactly. Literally. <laughs> you gotta, be, you gotta be cool. You gotta be in the know, you gotta network and it's definitely needed. I mean, that's the way to progress as well. I, but to be honest with you, I like it. I like the challenge. Yeah. Um, but I have to also say, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed to have like some very good teammates, mm. um, very good management with me as well. So we're able to achieve a lot, and um, it's just the beginning, man. Totally, man. Totally. So when yeah. you, when you say you did like you have like artist management, do you have an artist management company? Yeah, basically, Deep Records just has like three different um, main branch it's the event planning it's the artist management and it's the music yeah on the global scale the music is obviously syncing licensing and also record releases right yeah um in terms of artist management we represent um i think four artists exclusively cool 
yeah and then a few not exclusive you know just to support them with bookings and opportunities yeah, yeah. When, they come, when they come along and for a second licensing department we work with like a uh, hundred plus artists mm, just licensing yeah and then for the releases you know we've worked with a hundred artists over the over the years yeah yeah it's amazing do you yeah. on the management side of things do you get involved with that or creatively or are you do you leave uh, yeah. that to the team i try i try as much you know to 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 guide the artists we we, we manage um i try as much to support them in every way that i can as a matter of fact an artist that i manage he's the one who remixed them i try to get them involved in my records as well yeah like whenever i have like a big record i'll try to give them the opportunity to remix it yeah and surprisingly one of the records that's working really well right now my premier gao track yeah remixed by night freak mm-hmm. and he's he's from zimbabwe it's an artist that we, we we've been managing for some time amazing so this is just a prime example you know by being a team player you actually improve yourself yeah i think having a good team around you and having people around like-minded people is so much more important than having a bunch of amazing producers that don't get along and don't kind of see eye to eyes i think the whole point of electronic music is is built around community and if you can build a build a really strong community around you whether that's five people whether that's ten thousand people is that's what's more powerful than anything really yeah, absolutely. just in, in every in every sense so yeah. that was the the point that's why i figured i've always been like you know having a community with me so and i'm and i'm happy to say that uh we we work with some amazing artists that's awesome man that's awesome What's your um? What have you got on for the rest of the the year with regards to yourself and releasing music? Have you got much planned? It's a lot, bro. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Thinking about it, I get a headache already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I have a release coming up this Friday mm-hmm. on Insomniac Records. Mm-hmm. So I also try to work with other record labels. I was going to say that is is that is releasing on other record labels a key thing for you or is it just something that's, that you're not fast i try to do like you know every other record on a, on a different label yeah just to expand my my reach yeah and to you know work on different markets mm. because i think you know insomniac records is really big out in the west coast and also yeah. generally in the u.s yeah um versus my label deep records we have like i would say more uh influence in europe yeah. right mm-hmm. so it's a good thing to be able to work with different labels you, totally. you, get, you get a bigger reach and i i enjoy it yeah so yeah my next release is going to be this friday with insomniac records nice. um, it's a collab between myself and blondish okay amazing uh amadou and mariam so that's a record called city yeah the message behind it is really strong it's a uh, basically an empowerment to blind people blind because, people yeah cool but the singer the singers it's a, a wife and husband amadou and mariam yeah or two blind african singers amazing um they were like very you know they started making music since the 90s mm. and they composed this record called city journey okay and it's basically a message of hope amazing. and it kind of says you know you are blind but you know you have to keep yeah. on going yeah 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 it's it's so it, i didn't know, i didn't know the message to after the record was done <laughs> so, so i basically sampled the the song you know we got clearance from them yeah. they really loved it and it's gonna yeah it's coming out this friday so it's it's a really special special tune for me so when this podcast actually goes out it's gonna be out now just a heads up okay. so go, go check that out people yeah, so how when when writing that record, did you have in mind what the kind of concept was, or was it literally just like a you found an amazing song? No, I, I, I just composed the, the music based on the vibe, man. Yeah. It has like an amazing guitar. I, like, you know, the, the composition yeah. is just phenomenal. I had to, it, it took some time, you know, to speed up the BPM and make all the changes. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, the music came naturally. And after the fact, 
it's funny because I was like, wow, this message is a message of hope. And, you know, the track I made, you know, it's a very positive up and going record. Yeah. Right. I love that. It fits perfectly. Yeah. Is there like a greater message you're trying to kind of push with your music or are you, are you kind of? Yeah. Just, yeah. I want to, I want to push, you know, emotion. Mm. I want to push feel good and definitely Afro. Yeah. You know, I want to push just to be honest, I want to push different. Yeah, that's where my main thing is. I just want to do, you know, make unique music. Mm. Just, just give listeners something they haven't heard before. You know, my yeah. the next record I just finished it. Um, just put final touches on it. It's gonna be with Roland Clark. That's cool. coming out in April. Well, legend. Yeah, when you hear it, you're gonna be like, man, why didn't you put me on? <laughs> uh, it's called Holy. Okay, sick. So it's it's a lot it's a very uplifting message and i actually it's a crazy record because it was like a classic defective tech house kind of two-room kind of track yeah and Ruben gave like this cool speech but i you know i composed the beat like two years ago yeah yeah we recorded on it but i was like man you know what i'm not making this kind of music anymore i just removed the beat and i made something fresh like melodic deep afro with yeah. the spiritual uh, you know speaking words and it came out like very beautiful i sent it to you man yeah please do man i look forward to hearing that are you religious too um a little bit not not too much you know yeah. I, i've uh I've, I've had my communion but i don't really it's not practice not it. something that i'm i don't really practice it but yeah. i do believe in in, in in a higher power yes yeah amazing yeah because i think sometimes like for me like i'm not religious at all really um, but I think there's a huge correlation between religion and music. And not, yeah, not, I, I would like to say it's spirituality. Yeah, totally. I guess so. Yeah. That that I'm a very spiritual person. You know, I think, and even during my DJ sets, man, it's my music composition. It's supposed to make you feel, man. It's supposed to mm. get inside your head and like get you in a trance Probably. that's 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 the goal the best sets that i have man you know people people really respond to the music they yeah. they, they feel in their bones and they like it's not like when i play a set you know when i play records man it's not just okay let's play the bangers finish the line no i i give people like an experience i make them feel something right mm. so it, with my music production same thing man i try to produce I want to make bring people somewhere they haven't been. Yeah, totally. It's it's yeah. it's also interesting nowadays because coming from the EDM and the dubstep culture, right? Just generally, and especially in America, more so, um, a lot of people just want bangers. When, when yeah, I know the the US is difficult, man. That's why I don't play much in the US. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like sometimes I think about it and I'm like, man, what what's happening? <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, I have like my next two months, I'm gonna be away in Europe, Africa, everywhere, <laughs> Mexico, yeah, except the US. You know, sporadic times when you have like an organizer, promoter in New York, that's really cool. I want to do something different. I yeah. play, but you know, in like uh, the majority of the markets, it's. Uh, this is what they want the tech house bangers they don't want the spiritual stuff yeah which, but it's, changing. it's which, changing though i think it, i think it always changes and i think it's it's down realistically it's down this sounds awful but it's down to promoters to kind of start booking interesting nights yeah absolutely it's people have to educate but you know people have to educate and, and the good thing is that you know the, the music will always win mm-hmm so even the producers, they're not going to keep making this kind of records, man. No. People are just like, you can hear like the biggest tech house producers. I think they've said, okay, we'll give it a little bit of tech house, but we're going to start incorporating arps and yeah. synths and melodies just because that's the tendency, man. People are, they, they're getting smart, man. They want to hear different. They want to, yeah gravitate towards what's in trend right now and yeah. for me yeah i also think I, it's the set times like in europe and places in the world around the world you kind of get a longer set times usually 
And, yeah. and especially festivals that it's tough in America when you, you get an hour and you kind of have to kind of put your, your stamp on, on the crowd and kind of make people remember you so that you get more fans and things like that. And it's very easy to just go on and just play bangers and, and not yeah. create. I mean, it's good to play bangers, but you know, bangers, it's very, you know, I would say that's a very broad definition, right? Yeah. I think you just have to find your lane, man. Totally. You just have to play. I, I, I like artists that are playing bangers that I don't know yeah. or that are playing, that are in their zone, that are doing their thing and giving the crowd something fresh. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be Afro House. It doesn't have to be melodic. It just has to be unique, man. Mm-hmm. That's, I just want to see somebody come with something different. And those are the artists that make that really make a dent or like make a name for themselves. I think like, that you know, I think they're the artists that stay around. I think yeah, I think even, sometimes they're not always the artists that are there at the forefront headlining everything all the time, but they're the artists that like stay around and kind of grow yeah. a real a real healthy culture. Um yeah. we all need the intro artists that 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 are super huge and kind of like bring fans into the scene. Um, there's plenty of those around. And then there's the artists that will just be around for years, just doing their thing, creating amazing music. There's, there's, bal- yeah, there's like, balances in this you know, I like to I like to look at guys like Camel Fat. You know, they came with their vibe. They stayed relevant. They're still, they killed it. They became like really huge. It's the music, bro. Yeah. You know, they came with something different at the time. Everybody was like doing the same thing. They were like, okay, let's put some melodies. Let's give it some progressive kind of yeah. vibe. Let's bring some vocalists in here. They did it, you know? Yeah, totally. I, I like like guys like Black Coffee. You know, the guy just Kills come it. with his sound. You can't, you can't copy that, man. You can't, unique. So he's people like a, just... He's like a king in South Africa as well. It's yeah, amazing. it's doing his thing, man. Yeah. So... You have, I, I just want people to be different, right? Whatever the case. I mean, like, even some of the guys that are like, we would classify them as commercial. Like, when Fisher came, nobody was doing this kind of music. This guy was just like, some, like, it's different. Everybody was like, what the heck is this? Now it's become, okay, commercial. But when he first came with his records, man, on uh, what's this? What What's that label again? Um, Dirty What's bird. the label that does the barbecue? Dirty Bird, yeah. Bud Van Strock's label. Yeah. With that record, moving up and down, like, bro, this was like... It was huge. Man, I remember playing that track in the club. It was like, this is unheard of. Like, yeah. that's what I want, man. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think I think it's easy for, to copy those sounds and it's easy to kind of do and imitate, but... The minute you find something that just really, you know, when in a club, you know when you find a record and it just works. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Yeah, and you're just like, no matter what it is, it just works. And you don't often get many of those on what like every year where everyone jumps on a record. Um, but there's always one. There's always one or two where it's just like, damn, this, this record is fucking amazing. Let's see. I mean, I, there's been a lot of hype for my my track uh, Premier Gao, the Night Freak remix. Mm-hmm. I I think somebody told me Adam Port played it like three times. Wow. <laughs> this set in Tulum. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> played it in the beginning, in the middle, at the end. I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> something is happening, right? So I hope, man. Let's see if this record travels. I think the track City is really strong as well. It, it has like a, an amazing guitar. Mm. You know, we did like an amazing baseline, Blondish and I, and, and uh, vocal, the message is really strong. Let's see if it bites. We, we're getting like huge support from it as of now. That's awesome. So, yeah, we, we had spins from Danny Howard, mm, you know, nice. um, a lot of positive responses. So let, let's see where the record takes us. And uh, yeah, man, I, I just want to, I'm just waiting, bro. I'm just waiting. But I, I do love you know another artist that came with his own sound and did his own lane, Heldens, bro. Yeah, man. This yeah. guy, this bro, <laughs> respected this guy, man. He came with Gecko. Everybody was like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah, that track is just like humongous, bro. 
it was that record when it, when it came out it was special wasn't it and then everyone tried to copy it um there you go yeah so for me that's why i i, I say man and i repeat you know it's it's about being different totally. that's how you're gonna make a mark for yourself so as a producer as a label head you know as anything man i just don't want to do what everybody else yeah trying same time yeah would you what's your thoughts on the on writing a more commercial record does that and i may i say commercial more like accessible to kind of people yeah i I love that i mean i have like some huge records with some big vocalists Mm. um i don't know if you know kaiser yeah yeah i have a few records i have like four records with her amazing we just it's it's a little bit more challenging Mm. because you know these big artists they they have like a tighter release schedule totally they have difficult management that you have to like go in a boxing match with always the management it's never the eyes it's always the management yeah i mean kaiser's it's uh but she has a cool manager her name is luba she's really cool but we were supposed to write one, one record we got in the studio, we wrote five records, you Love know, that. this is yeah. That's the artist's flow, man. But now getting the records out is a different ballgame, right? Mm, yeah. But I love, you know, I came from that background from writing my first songs are always with vocalists. Yeah. I came from the hybrid house vocal background. Yeah. I, because I you know, I think voice is the best instrument. I agree. I love vocals pretty much. Yeah. 95% of my 98% of my records have vocals in and yeah. then it's just how much vocal do I put in and that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the balance because there's for me there comes a point where that I, I, I I'm going to release a record and I know that this isn't going to be a record that many DJs play yeah because it's got a lot of vocals in and it's but, it might not necessarily kind of make a dub mix you create a remix. Yeah, but I also, I'm also like, I get remixes from other people, but I'm also like, you know what? This is the record. Like, okay, if I'm kind of stubborn when it comes to that, I'm like, this will live in its own lane. This will do its own thing and this will have its own life. I, I, I hear you, but I mean, man, I'm an advocate of remixes, bro. I love, I think it's, it's really important because it gives the track a different dynamic. Yeah. You may not foresee so i i love I, remixes of so like somebody else remixing it when i don't really like remixing my own records no 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 no. i'm not yeah. saying for you to remix yeah. i'm saying you can make the heavy vocal one yeah. the original mix and then you can have the somebody else do the remixes for the club circuit mm. but you know i believe um i love you know the records that that are that have a lot of vocals i think they're great regardless of what the club thinks man yeah it's not you know the club you can always make a dub version you can always make a re, you know remix pack and different different cuts but a record you know it's supposed to be a record man totally it's supposed to, be, it's supposed to have a message it's yeah. supposed to carry it can't just be like a club tune that, yeah i agree a- i agree and and we live in this weird world now with streaming and radio and kind of everyone wants something different right so we we have to please the club we have to please the radio and we have to please the streaming um and then it comes down to like does this actually get in the way of the creative side of it and sometimes you just have to be like fuck you all i'm just writing a fucking great record and if you want to support it you got you support it yeah i mean that's for sure i it's it's a challenge i mean the radio and the club circuit I don't think that's difficult to break mm. because you know if you have style if you have a good record yeah the streaming part is like this is the part that's like uh like a puzzle you know yeah <laughs> to get support from dsps that's that's the puzzle <laughs> it's it's so strange though. do you, so when you release a record how do you do you even worry about its success or do you like, how do you measure your the success of the record, or do you not? Um, yeah, I worry about the success. Of course, it's a business as well. You know, I, you you have the record has to break. It has to to get yeah. to you know get some visibility. Otherwise, it's a failure. Yeah. Still, it's a piece of art. 
obviously it doesn't really matter what people say it's your art you have to love it no matter what but at the end of the day you know you have to be cognizant and aware of how people are responding so that maybe the next record you can change some things yeah because i feel like every release is a medium for the artist to like express himself yeah and gain new visibility entirely so it's important to like take into account you're not just making music for yourself Mm. right so it's important to see how people react to it in the club, as you mentioned, you know, how the radio accepts it and how it does in streaming the pattern, yeah. you know, if you get like good repeat listeners, if you get support from other artists, yeah, this kind of stuff really matters. It's obviously a lot of PR that goes into it, but in this day and age, you know, you, you have to be aware of your feed, the feedback you're getting. Totally. Um, Nowadays, you know, for me, with where I've taken my career, this is why it's important to take a look at feedback. I find that people really love my Afro House yeah. side of it. That's why I'm doing that style of music. Totally. Obviously, I, I love this style. I love this kind. But if it wasn't working, maybe I wouldn't continue, right? Yeah, yeah. And if it wasn't for the positive feedback I got, Maybe I wouldn't know this is why I should stick. This is why I should put, mm. stay in that lane. I would probably continue with my classic house, you yeah, know, my yeah. previous records. Like the version, the record Roland, record with Roland, yeah. it's already written. I would yeah. just mix the vocals, that's it, put it out. But I know that this is not what, what the, 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 the crowd, I know that's not what the fans are listening for. Mm. I know that's not what they're waiting for, yeah. you know? People want to hear, oh man, here's Francis. We want to hear his Haitian African oh, roots. Yeah, yeah, this totally. is what we want to hear. They want to hear like the 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 djembe. They want to hear the the crazy guitars, the crazy mm. synths. You know? So I gotta give that to them. No, I love that, and I think it's super authentic, which I think yeah. is so much so key in in what we do. You as well, man. People love the Will Clark, the spiritual, the energy. Bro, man, this is what people, you got, if you don't listen to see how crowds are reacting, how radio is reacting, you're missing the point, you know? Yeah. So as a, as a producer, you know, as an artist, I definitely pay attention to what's happening with the record. Amazing, dude. Amazing. We've just done 45 minutes. We should wrap this up. Um, All right. This is, I I know we could go on forever, but me being late yeah. is fucked up everyone's schedule. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna see each other in Miami. Oh, are you coming in town? Of course, yeah. Sick. Are you what are you doing tomorrow? Uh tomorrow we uh I'm going to the D- DJ Mag party. DJ Mag party. Yeah, yeah. DJ Mag party, then Clapton. I was put the masquerade. What about you? What are cool. you doing? Give me a text tomorrow. I've got a party tomorrow night. Um, oh nice yeah okay cool i'm playing yeah so what time is your party 10 till 5 a.m oh nice what what's your set uh i'm i'm opening and closing because it's my label party so it's oh, congrats bro yeah man so it's me opening and closing wow yeah. oh, oh so you're doing the opening so and i'm opening the and then i'm doing the closing so it's me okay. a vision uh marco ferrone back to back with uh alan fitzpatrick Nice. That's cool. Cool. I will come. I will come by, man. Yeah, come by, man. Pleasure. Come by. Give me a text. I, I also have. I also have label showcases. Oh, cool. Whereabouts? Um, I'm doing a label showcase at Boho. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. That's that's deeper tribe. I don't know if you've been to Boho. No, I haven't. But it's like it's this bohemian like outdoor garden mm. with a lot of vegetation, like Sick. trees. Minutes and it has like a beautiful decor, amazing sound system. What day is that? Uh, Friday night. Nice, man. Nice. And then Saturday, I'm doing Saturday and Sunday, I'm doing the surf cumber. Okay. Surf cumber is amazing. So, during the day, we're doing uh, uh, Saturday, during the day, we're doing Tech House. Yeah. We have Ophaya, Matt Joe, Clavette. And in the evening, sunset, we're going to do Afro House. We amazing. have Chus and uh, Malone, Kalusa, myself. And on Sunday, we're reversing. We're doing Afro House in the beginning of the day with Cairo, Bad Box. And then in late night, we're doing Afro Tech. We have Roger Sanchez, um, Tom and Collins. So it's going to be a nice, nice mixture of artists. I wish I was into I leave on Friday afternoon. Oh, you leave on Friday? Yeah, oh, I leave man. On Friday. Um, but also, if you're free Thursday, I'm yes. doing something at uh, Julia Beach. Cool. Yeah, text me everything. Um, and we're, we're... Are you familiar? Do you go to Miami often? Yeah. 
Okay. Where are you based? You based in LA? I'm based in Detroit. Oh, did, oh nice. Yeah, this guy but... went to the source of the house music. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to live in New York and LA. Um, but okay. I, I love New I'd move to New York tomorrow, but it just doesn't really work for my life as of Yeah, right it's, now. it's a bit pricey. Yeah, it's, for me, I just I'm never at at home. So just and I don't have like a partner or anything. So like spending rent in a city that I'm never there, it just seems a waste of money. Yeah. So you got something more affordable in Detroit. Yeah, I bought a house. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. So and like I, I built a studio out. So yeah, it's kind of perfect for me. I, although I love New York. I'm in New York in April. Um nice. Where are you playing? So, uh Brooklyn Mirage, but not Mirage, the city the inside. Okay. Yeah. The the okay the avant the avant garde. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Who you, who are you playing with? Are you playing by yourself? Yeah, it's an L Oh, yeah. oh, nice. That should be good. Are you in town? What's the what's the date? date? April ninth or tenth. Bro, I told you, man. They want me in Europe, brother. Night. <laughs> it's, it's a Saturday. It's probably April night. I will be. I will oh. likely be in Madrid. Ah, uh, okay. Nice, man. This you you can't get enough, man, dude. But if I make it back, I will, I will try wrap and come. it up. Yeah, I leave I leave on the twelfth, I think. Okay, so, so yeah, maybe, maybe I can link, link up with you on the yeah. tenth or something like that. Yeah, man, definitely. That's awesome, man. Uh, before we leave, how can people follow you? How can people get involved in with with everything you're doing? Bro, I respond to everyone, brother. Like you so, just hit me up on the gram. I'm I'm everywhere, man. So I'm what's everywhere. how how do you spell your name? Just so it's DJ Francis Mercier. Mercier. Yeah. Amazing. So it, uh, it's pretty straightforward. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I, I'm really happy with, you know, what 2022 has brought for me as an artist. Even 2021, you know, it's it, it was a blessing. It's the years that I started launching myself in the Afro House community. Cool, man. And you I seem to be to doing really well. And, and I followed your stuff over the years. And oh. it's, it's really nice to see, man. So like, keep that up. Yeah. Let's see what happens with the records, man. Yeah. I will send you. I will send you. I will send you. Please do uh, the record with Roland. I think you you may you may want to remix it. Send it. I have a feeling, I have a feeling you're gonna be like, yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> send me the stems. I'll have a go. I got you, brother. All right, mate. Peace. Keep safe. Thank you so much for coming on. I apologize for being late again. It's all good, man. Big much love, love brother. Keep safe. See you soon. And that's a wrap. Big love to Francis for coming on. Love that podcast. Um, please go share it. Please subscribe. Please give us a little review. It keeps the podcast going. Keep safe. See you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.